Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can always go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you want to find a written version of the roundup where we have links to all of these great stories. Let's go to our first one, Research Equity on Tour. Colorado Public Radio reported on the All of Us Research Initiative, which has an exhibit touring the country, including a recent stop in Denver. The program is building a huge database of health information to be used by researchers to address health inequities, and this is uh, one of the ways that they're promoting it. In Colorado, 2,175 participants have shared their health information and a biosample, and of those 2,000-plus individuals, 80% are from underrepresented groups, including LGBT folks, people of color, and more. And that, I think, is the really important part here. You know, there's lots of health research out there, um, but there is not a lot of research done um, that really looks at a a wide variety of issues uh, that includes sexual orientation and gender identity markers that has racial and ethnic diversity and all of these things coming together. Anyone can participate in the program by um, answering questions about their health and even completing the biosample part um, as an option. Uh, You can go to joinallofus.org to learn more. They also have an LGBT-specific page, which is just joinallofus.org slash LGBT, and that talks specifically about what they're doing to try to fill in some of the gaps on sexual orientation and gender identity. Next up, sexual minority men and inflammatory bowel disease. Gut published a study on inflammatory bowel disease, or IBD, among men, and according to their press release, they found that men who engaged in what was called quote-unquote high-risk sexual activity with other men were twice as likely to develop IBD as were men who engaged in that similar quote-unquote high-risk activity, but only with women. Now, this included a disparity with respect to Crohn's disease, um, which was diagnosed among 0.8% of sexual minority men um, in this category. Um, And there was an even greater uh, disparity with respect to ulcerative colitis, uh, which was diagnosed in about 1.26% of sexual minority men. These numbers were both about 0.5% with respect to heterosexual men. So um, definitely a big disparity there. Um, A great example of the type of research that like the All of Us Research Initiative is trying to address things that we you know, haven't really seen before. And to that end, um, this particular study is being funded by NIH to continue doing research as to you know, more information about IBD and, and um, why it's affecting sexual minority men at this higher rate. And now our next story, medical coding a barrier for trans folks. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported on how coding for medical services in healthcare billing systems often creates a barrier for trans people. For example, by having health services that are considered to be medically necessary being registered instead as cosmetic, which of course means that insurance will not cover it. A new edition of the coding system, which has been endorsed by the World Health Organization for three years now, would address a lot of these issues, and it replaces outdated terms such as transsexualism, which, you know, in addition to being considered offensive nowadays, is certainly a throwback. Um, But these changes could be really slow to come to the U.S., which took 25 years to implement the last update that the WHO recommended. So... I mean, hopefully it doesn't take, you know, 22 more years. Um, WHO already endorsed this three years ago. uh, And and really, this seems like it would solve a lot of the issues that um, that people are facing. This is the type of issue that 
you know, doesn't get as much attention as some of the issues we're going to discuss later on here in the podcast, but that really does make a huge difference to people's lives. So definitely an interesting story. And speaking of those more high-profile issues, here comes our next piece, widespread ignorance and opposition to trans rights. Pew Research Center published a report finding that only 8% of Americans were closely following news about anti-transgender policies being proposed or enacted in many states in the U.S. Uh, The vast majority of individuals said that they were paying these developments little or no attention. Now that I think is kind of like, you know, as someone who advocates for transgender health, you could take this positive or negative. You could say, you know, if it doesn't impact you, you know, maybe this isn't something you should be obsessing over. Um, on the other hand, you know, it would be nice to have people who um, want to advance transgender rights to be paying a little bit more attention. The second half of the survey, though, was the really concerning part. They did find really strong support for non-discrimination laws um, with respect to employment, housing, and public accommodations. But otherwise, a lot of the other issues that they considered, um, that they asked people to consider in the survey, things like which sports teams trans people should be able to play on, which bathrooms trans people should be accessing, other things like that. They found a lot of um, opposition to the position taken by transgender advocates. Uh, And so that's really concerning there. Next up, we're going to travel a little bit farther afield and explore victimization in Nigeria with our next study. BMC Public Health published a study exploring the relationship between sexual identity, HIV status, bullying, and victimization in Nigeria. Among the findings were that people living with HIV were at increased risk for physical, sexual, and emotional violence, as were people who had a history of being bullied, which um, is, you know, upsetting but not uh, surprising, perhaps, given that that's a form of victimization itself. Uh, They also found that married people had lower odds of these different um, issues than did non-married people, while people who were cohabitating with a partner were more likely than others to experience emotional violence. So interesting there that, you know, if you're completely unpartnered, um, then, you know, you had one level, then you had a higher level of, of some of these concerns if you were cohabitating, and then lower levels of these concerns if you were married and presumably also living together. Uh, So definitely an interesting study looking into these issues. And now our final piece of the week, gay tennis player helps lead on mental health. Outsports reported on a youth tennis tournament with a unique mission to spread awareness about mental health for student athletes. Gay tennis player and grad student Nick Lee has been contributing to the effort by leading the production of a workbook to help student athletes improve their mental health while they are off the court. Lee cautions that while sports may seem to offer an escape for, uh, the, from the struggles with one's identity or other mental health issues, sports can also add a lot to stress. So, you know, student athletes and those who are supporting them need to be intentional about improving mental health through athletics. I think the message here is that, you know, it's, it's not g- going to do anything on its own to improve mental health. Um, it has to be accompanied by some intentional work in that area. And I think that's a great Uh, way to use sports for youth who are interested in that, including um, LGBT uh, student athletes who are so often kind of left out of things and may feel even more stressed out by an athletic environment. Well, that wraps up another week of our podcast. Don't forget that if you want to learn about the All of Us research initiative that we discussed at the top of the program, you can go to joinallofus.org. You can also check out their LGBT-specific information at joinallofus.org slash LGBT. 
And as always, if you want those links or any of the other links that we have discussed here in this week's edition, you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org where you will find all of those stories. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you will do so again next week for our next edition of the podcast.